Hey, this is Delitra. Hey, everybody, this is Angela. And you're listening to Nutrient Sisters, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to nourish your body and soul. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're going to talk about something that we've, you know, we're pretty sure you've seen some headlines for. For instance, Mexico medical tourism booms as Americans risk lives for surgeries. Why so many Americans opt for medical tourism? Mexico kidnapping. Why a million Americans a year risk medical tourism? So these are headlines that have just recently been put out about a week or two ago. But before that, we saw a couple of headlines here and there, but now it's very popular considering there were t- there was a kidnapping in Mexico over this. So what what is medical tourism? This is something that I think I brought to your attention, Delitra, because I had heard about it like maybe a couple months yeah. ago because I heard about men. I saw men on Instagram and um, they were going over to Turkey and apparently Turkey is a hot spot for men who are looking to get a hair transplant. And I didn't know that. Oh. And I was like, oh, why would you go over there? And then all of a sudden, all these things started happening. And then the Mexico thing happened. So now medical tourism is a huge conversation starter, I guess. But Mexico is not the only place that people can go. So basically, medical tourism is traveling internationally in order to go and get medical procedures done. Now, a lot of people will automatically assume that means that we're talking about cosmetic surgery. That's a small, that's actually a small percentage of the, of the um, medical things that people do overseas. So they can get things like orthopedics, cardiovascular, cancer, fertility treatment, hair transplants like we talked about. They can also go for dental care. I saw that that was a really big one. And then things like for prescriptions. So getting prescription medicines is also very popular. Some places that people go would be Mexico, Costa Rica, India, Thailand, South Korea. And I I found this on an article, but according to the National Travel and Tourism Office, about 1.1% of Americans travel internationally for health treatment. And that was in 2019. But you have to remember that we can't really account for everybody who does travel just because it doesn't always include airfare. So that could be, you know, people who cross the Mexican border. Obviously, we can't really keep track of that or the or the Canadian border. So it's estimated that there's probably more than just one point one percent. But Delitra, have you heard of medical tourism? Well, now you have. But (laughs) but before this, what were your what were what were you thinking medical tourism was? You know, when you told me about that term, I had no idea what you were talking about. I was thinking somehow I don't know because tourism is like a a positive adjective that I think of like I'm going mm-hmm. to explore a new place I don't know if they're if I thought maybe they were performing medicine over there like you know like doctors mm-hmm. without borders or harvesting I also thought about that the harvest mm. the harvesting of organs and body parts and things like that that's what I thought of Ooh. so when I actually, which is dark, when I looked into what it right. actually meant, I was like, oh, I have heard of this before. I just have never heard of the terminology. So mm. I've heard a couple of different examples. All for me, well, no, not all. 
primarily the examples that I've heard are for cosmetic surgery. Mm. And someone I follow, uh, they got braces. I want to say oh. it was in Colombia or mm. or Cuba. Well, maybe not Cuba. <laughs> Colombia. Right. And I thought, wow, that's very interesting. And the braces l- looked very unique also compared to what we have in the United States. Mm. So I'm happy to be informed now of what that means. And, right. And to talk more about, you know, why people are doing that. Because there is some com- a little bit of confusion on my end as to why somebody would do that initially when really? I think about that. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because I think the, the obviously the largest reason for why people go is cost. A lot less expensive overseas. And you actually, for, I don't know, I don't know all the regulations. I'm not sure which countries, but some of them you don't need insurance, which is mm. big, you know, because in this country, it's all about the insurance companies. Right. <laughs> and yeah. And so a lot of people go because it's cheaper somewhere else. Some people also just the, the benefit of being able to then travel, like you're over in Colombia and you get to travel as well as, you know, getting that procedure done. Yeah. And then for some people, an unavailable or unapproved procedure that we might not be able to get in the United States um, might be possible to get done overseas. And then, you know, kind of like how we know doctors and, and things here. Like, I don't know if you watched that that show Botched on. Uh, yes. Yeah. A couple of episodes. Um, <laughs> right. A cool <laughs> classic. Yes. But we know them. We only know them because of their wives, you know, because they both were married or are married to housewives so Mm -hmm. so we know them so they're popular plastic surgeons and just like we have popular plastic surgeons here there's popular popular you know healthcare providers in other places so that's also like a pull for a lot of people yeah Um, but yeah but but back to the cost thing i think it's gonna cost me like two thousand dollars to fly overseas so (laughs) i'm like that's a lot of money Uh Um, yeah but you would think, yeah, you would think it is, but they say that you can save anywhere from twenty-five to ninety percent just in medical Whoa. bills. Yeah. Okay. I guess I don't know what the total bill is to get a procedure done. But right so now. think oh, that reminds me of you know, Beyonce has her highly t- high anticipated tour and tickets. Mm. Mm-hmm. And there was somebody in my explore page, an influencer. She was saying that it was less expensive to see Beyonce overseas than it was to see her in the oh, United wow. States. Yeah, um, so I'm sure. I know, yeah, I know a couple of people are going overseas to see her because it was cheaper. And I was like, I would have never yeah. thought about that. Big mad about that. First of all, <laughs> you know, side note, why does she have the audacity? She knows her fan base. So I'm confused about that. But Charge your worth, Beyonce. Charge your worth. Charge your worth, girl. Oh, yes. Lord. No. Yes. <laughs> Get out of here. But if I talk, so if you look at the cost, so, okay, let's break that down. Mm-hmm. Diagnostic testing and medications are very expensive in the United States. So apparently you can get medications in other countries that are a lot cheaper, like a lot, a lot yeah. cheaper. The cost mm-hmm. of pre- and post-procedure labor is often dramatically lower lower overseas. So there, so and oftentimes that labor costs account for nurses, surgeons, pharmacists, physical therapies. So anybody that you really need to see, like while you're getting this whole procedure done, 
oftentimes with all of that included, it's a lot cheaper, right? Mm -hmm. High cost of malpractice insurance. So the insurance that protects medical professionals against lawsuits in the United States, that's pretty high here and apparently very low there, which that one I'm like, I don't know about that one. That one, that one might need to be the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then lastly, hospital stays cost far less in many overseas countries compared to the U.S. So you're looking at you know, quality care, hospital meals, rehab, it's much more affordable overseas. So I feel like when you take all of that into account, then maybe, yeah, the pricing is starting to look a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of that, you know, $2,000 flight, I guess, because it could take, you know, I, I don't know the costs for a lot of things, but I did see somewhere where somebody wanted to get a hysterectomy because she had endometriosis. And her total cost was about twenty thousand dollars. Wow! And, and again, and I don't even she didn't even break down whether that was like all of everything that I just talked about medications and all that. I don't know if all that was included in that price or if that was just that price just to get that you know taken care of the hysterectomy. So yeah, it, so maybe it was even more considering like medications and hospital stay and like stuff like that. So yeah, I don't understand the pricing of all those things. I've I've got a what is it called a ultrasound or yeah it was an ultrasound it was like three thousand mm. dollars and I mean the visit was like maybe 15 minutes <laughs> I'm like why does yeah. this cost right. so much money <laughs> right but I also wonder if it's another factor is the conversion of U.S. dollars to whatever country that they're going to mm -hmm. that might be another reason why it could be more cost efficient I am just, I don't know, I, I would just be really hesitant to, to receive. And it's not that I think that U.S. doctors are better, because I'm sure there's a lot of competent doctors overseas. And maybe we'll just talk about, like, some of the risk that people can face with mm -hmm. going overseas to do that. But I'm just like, how does that cost? I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, and you can mention, like, the appeal of going to a nice place is a part of, you know, the benefit. And I'm like, I'm going to be, they, they bleed so much <laughs> from these surgeries. <laughs> I'm just talking about cosmetic surgery, so I don't know about the other yeah. stuff. They are not seeing any type of, <laughs> like, right. good weather or food or culture. Uh -huh. They are in that hotel room bleeding on wee-wee pads. So, um, well, but to that point, though, and this was on an article that it adds a little bit of privacy for some people because, like, mm. you could say, hey, I'm going over to Turkey and I'm going on vacation, and you might know that you're going on to Turkey for a medical procedure, but everybody in your life just assumes you're going on vacation. So it kind of adds that, like, True. privacy factor where it's like you don't have to de delve into, you know, because for some people it might be like, why were you in the hospital, like, right up the street? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... This adds a little extra protection where it's like, no, I was on vacation, girl. What you talk about? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Same same thing for celebrities, too. Mm -hmm. That's probably why they also opt to go overseas because there's some privacy there and we don't know. Right. We can't, you know, get into that record, the records there. But I did have someone in my life go to Columbia, Cartagena, which mm -hmm. I heard a whole bunch of cosmetic surgery stories there. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... 
it was, you know, I didn't have all the details, but I was like, hmm, I wonder if they're over there getting surgery or some type of procedure. Right, right. They're going to come back and they're going to be a new right. person. Uh-huh. Uh, the booty look a lot bigger. You're like, huh? <laughs> right. What happened over there? <laughs> exactly. So I thought that that may happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder if Tory Lane's got his his hair. What is it called? Is that called a hair transplant? Yeah, overseas. Since you said Turkey was a popular Girl. place for men to get that done, why you pick Tory Lanez though? You because he's one of the most the more famous <laughs> men know. that's got it done. Who's admitted it? No, um, you know everybody's he's... been on Acon too. Have you seen the Acon? Because apparently his oh, hairline, his hairline? Look, look a lot better. <laughs> Jacked up. He he seems like he would look okay bald. So I don't know why he yeah. did that. Like know. he would have a nice shiny. Right. Ball situation going on there. I don't yeah, that was I don't know. Somebody messed him up. He should have got a man unit. What do you think about man units? I'm I'm for it. I'm I'm kinda here for it. If we can wear yeah. our weaves and wigs and Yeah. Why can't they? Exactly. Women have everything to look better and sometimes men just, you know, want to look and feel better themselves. I'm I'm for it. Okay, good. Because I I'll have even a lot help of reapply people. it. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Right. <laughs> I did want to talk about because immediately once I figured out what this term really means, mm-hmm. I thought about Hazel E. Do you know who she is? Oh, gosh, yeah. It's unfortunate <laughs> that I know. <laughs> so if you if you don't know who she is, she's a former reality star from love and hip-hop hollywood so when i used to watch love and hip-hop before it got too over ridiculous Mm. she was online complaining and crying because she suffered complications Mm -hmm. from uh, a surgical procedure called a mommy makeover Mm. and she claimed that she was bought she and she got the surgery in turkey she flew to Turkey to have surgery after giving birth to her child, which I feel for women. I really do. The pressure is real is to real. to get that snap back. But please, hold on. Just wait. And I saw, it's interesting that we're talking about this because then I saw some videos on this channel that I watch. And right now they're doing a series of about plastic surgery and celebrities and apparently Cardi B. Also got plastic surgery like immediately after giving birth to her child. But Hazel E, I think she got like some sort of discount or something. (laughs) Sorry. You know, no, I don't mean that like in a negative way. Like it was advertised on Instagram. Right. So she gets she I know a lot of reality stars and influencers, they get paid to say that they went to this place and to show their results and stuff like that. Right. They also have like a promo code after affiliate link that their listener or that their followers can get to get the same thing. But she said she got an infection and that she lost her boobs after the them. surgery. So Where'd they go. Where'd they go? <laughs> she lost them. They ran away. Okay, so this is what happened. So she underwent a tummy tuck and a breast augmentation. She got a serious infection. She received several blood transfusions Mm. before the doctors were forced to remove her implants. Mm. So that's how she she lost her boobs, her her implants. Mm. And apparently she also got fat necrosis, 
which I've seen on this YouTuber that I used to follow. She got her butt done. She got BBO in Columbia. Mm. And she also got fat necrosis on her butt. And mm. someone was saying this could open, only happen with a boob job, but it, it, I, I saw that that happened to her as well. And she was just crying, saying that she wanted her old body back. And that she was just trying to do this to, you know, snap back. And she felt a lot of mommy guilt. Mm. And unfortunately, there were not a lot of supportive people in the comments, which is sad because, you know, you said you would be one of them. Yeah. (gasps) Why? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why don't you feel bad for her? Okay, it's not right what they did to her. I don't know what they did to her, but it's not right. I'm not saying it's right. right. I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. But you had to go through a life, like, altering complication for you to be like, I wish I had my old body back. Mm. Okay. You never know what you got until it's gone. That's true. In a lot of situations, you got to look back. And she said, (laughs) I didn't. I thought this part was interesting. She said, I have some mom guilt that is ripping my heart apart because people are saying, like, she's a bad mom. And how could she risk her life? She just had her baby. How could she risk her life overseas when she just had a baby? Mm. And she said, I was just trying to have my baby be internationally known. I wanted her to be well-traveled before me. Now, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is why I don't feel bad for this fool. It, it got worse. Like, it got worse. Like, it was bad. It got worse. Because <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? That part, that makes Lord. me go, hmm. But that goes back to what you were saying. They, you know, she went, she took her baby with her to Turkey. So her baby got to see Turkey while her she baby. was doing her surgery. A newborn baby got to see <laughs> what? The baby can't, when you have a baby, you can't even see, like, three feet in front of you. What are you talking about? She saw Turkey. She didn't see nothing. <laughs> Her baby got to go overseas younger than probably Hazel E, you know, right. was able to. So this is her her goal for her child. Right. Um, but let's not let's not take away from the fact, I know we like are really pooping on Hazel E right now. Hazel yeah. E has been doing this for the longest time. This isn't her first rodeo. She's been getting stuff done. Right. We remember what she looked like when she first came on. Okay, we remember, yes. girl. You don't look yes. anything like you do now. So that's why I don't feel bad for her. Because I'm like, you, this, you've been doing this. Like, this is not new for you. This isn't well, like my, your first surgery and it all went terribly wrong. <laughs> well, to her point, she was saying, you know, y'all blasted me when I was on reality TV telling me how bad I looked. And now I'm trying to change all those things. And then you're mad when I do that. So you can't please them. Yeah, she's got a point there. She does have a point there. Right. But, I mean... So I was here for her on that. I was like, you're right. I mean, they're going to judge you either way. And like you said, she already had those surgeries. They're going to judge you either way. So... Yeah. Hmm. So just... People just do what you want to do. But, Mm -hmm. like, to your point, she's she's already had those surgeries before. And obviously, they didn't go as bad as Mm -hmm. this one did. So... No? (laughs) To the naked eye, you know, they, they look bad, okay? They look terrible. <laughs> medically. But, <laughs> medically, <laughs> I'm sure they went smoothly, but were they good? <laughs> I don't know. We can't say that. That's a, that's a, not a good word to use. I don't even want to laugh at that because 
I don't think that Hazel E looks bad. Oh. No, I don't. I think she does she does resemble like a rhinoceros, but oh. there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with looking yeah, everybody like looks different. Things that we've seen it, it before. So I I don't I don't understand why they go really hard for her and her nose. They call her nasal E. And then she got her nose done. Sorry. But I she don't said like bullying, but that's Yeah, that's bullying. And she got her nose she's done and she, I to me personally I think she lied about the reason why she got her nose done. She said like she mm-hmm. broke it or something. No. When really she just no. wanted to get her nose done. Yeah, you, know? you just want to get that nose done. Yeah, because y'all had been coming for her all this time. So I felt bad for her and I was happy that she was letting people know there are risk when you go overseas. To get your body done and Lots do these risk. procedures. I mean, so. and, and like what was, like I want to know, because I know one thing would be traveling after you get these surgeries is obviously a huge risk. So I want to know like how long was she there, you know. Or, okay, let's not talk about Hazel anymore. Let's talk about people in general because <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> so how long do people stay, you know, are they going to stay and then jump on a plane right away because apparently you have to wait where did i see that at least 10 days to fly mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so like when are y'all following the rules with that that because that's number one okay you got to get back home so now you got to wait at least 10 days so that that's a pretty long time to stay in a in a foreign land you know so what, yes what's, you know cost wise i'm trying to figure seven out seven to that ten works. days right so you can avoid getting a blood clot i think that was one of the risks yeah. that can happen. That's that's a serious one. That's a big one. Yeah. And, and if you like if you already had complications, now you're postponing that travel time even longer because now, you know, it may, like you thought like, "Oh, I'm going to go there and come back real quick." And but like what happens if something happened and now you have to delay that process? Now you're right. costing, now you're spending even more money. Even more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she was there for a good while. And I think she was having difficulty, which I know is another risk, but also a benefit for some people, was com- she was having communication challenges. And mm. I say it's a benefit for some people who are from that culture or have family, mm-hmm. you know, from the culture that they're going to. And, you know, they can have better care there. But she was, from what I remember reading, she was having difficulty communicating with the staff right. and really understanding what was going on mm. with the status of our health. Which is yeah, I feel like that's a big one too. Like communication. Like if you choose yeah. to go to Colombia and you don't speak a speak a lick of Spanish, that's gonna yeah. be a problem, <laughs> right? You know, and I don't know what it looks like in other countries, but like over here, at least we we're, we're doing okay when it comes to like if you speak Spanish, we'll try to provide things in Spanish. But I don't know what that looks like overseas. Like I don't know if they care that like you speak English, like. You know, so that's something to consider, too. Like, are other countries going to be as or have stuff that's easily accessible in in your native tongue? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I hear there's a lot of countries that speak English. They say English is the language of business. Hmm. But I've heard that before. But to your point, I don't know if it, it depends on certain organizations. Because even here, United States, they, you know, there is some... Some access to interpreters and community health workers from different um, different cultures, but I feel like there's a 
huge need for more. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much more that we can do. I've had too many patients interactions where I had to get on the phone and do like a language line interpretation. And that takes so long. It does. And I feel so bad for the patient that we even have to to go through this process because it's just so annoying. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's just a better way to to do that. So yeah, definitely could be a challenge there. And if there's a misunderstanding about next steps or what maybe they need to do a surgery or like they want to consider a medication and you don't understand what they're talking about mm-hmm. and the risks that can happen there. So that's pretty bad. Oh, when you were talking about air travel, have you seen this video on Instagram? Well, it may be on other social media platforms, but somebody was recording themselves within a flight where all these women were on their knees, their knees on the chair. Well, a lot of women, not all of them. Because they had a BBL and they couldn't sit down. Wow. I was like, what no, I the seen world? That, yeah. That's crazy. I've seen one where all the guys' heads are like kind of like, it's like dried up blood because they've gotten hair transplants. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Um, but I was like, wow, there's so many things that I don't think about when it comes to the aftercare <laughs> right. of surgery. Uh-huh. Speaking of aftercare, this is something that always worries me is that you know the follow-up meetings Mm -hmm. and consultations that you need to have with a doctor and how do you do that do you fly back Mm -hmm. to these different countries I guess you know now we have zoom but I only do zoom or virtual visits for something that doesn't require a virtual not a virtual a physical Mm-hmm. inspection. I personally, I don't feel comfortable with that. Right. Um, if, if there's something physically that they need to check out, I, I want to be in person. I don't want to be on the computer showing you something. I need you up to that with a stethoscope and whatever microscope you need to use to look at that. Uh-huh. So how does that work? I don't know. Yeah. Because some, like, what if you, what if everything goes really well, you come back and then like a week later something happens? Like, I guess you're going to have to figure it out in the u.s now or yeah right. do you fly back like that's i don't know and we have you know you mentioned that show botched mm-hmm. where they do revision surgeries but there's a lot of from what i hear doctors who do not want to touch what another doctor did they're like yeah mm, yeah no i'm not right. fixing that because it's like too far gone it's like uh, yeah or they could mess you up even further right by doing something so there's risks there as well so i'm like "Mm -mm, nope nope not doing that one right Um, yeah i saw an i saw an episode of bosch and this lady had had so many nose sir neat like nose surgeries that mm -hmm. she wanted like one more and the doctors on there were like no like there's no more like if we do it you're like I guess the bridge or something was going to collapse and like they were like then mm. you would never be able to breathe so yeah wow. I was like oh wow so you know but some people I've seen and just from that show some people some people overseas some medical profession professionals overseas will just do it just because it's more money so they'll like it doesn't matter what if the patient is like you know close to death or something like little the, so mm. if that lady went overseas to get that that nose surgery you know someone overseas might have been like sure 
<laughs> you know, like not really considering that like, oh, like your nose is going to collapse. <laughs> yes. The regulations are different mm -hmm. overseas. And that's why going back to that uh, series that I was watching on YouTube about plastic surgery, with apparently there's limits in America for the amount of liposuction that they can like the fat that they can take out at one time mm. and apparently other countries can be more aggressive and take out more right and that's why some people will go overseas mm. and I feel like that there should be a reason for why we limit the amount that they can take out at one time right I'm okay with that regulation yeah yeah like let's take it slow <laughs> Take Here. it out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, I want every single thing out. <laughs> and that the person that I was referring to before they went to Columbia, she also got her boobs done and she was having a lot of challenges with her butt, but also with her boobs. The wound would not close mm. in her, her area. And she was just reaching out on Instagram, asking for help, asking if anybody you know, knew what to do. And she felt like the doctor in Columbia was not giving her the information or the help that she needed. Wow. So another cautionary tale there. Yeah. And the other thing that I saw was a risk was antibiotic resistance. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you saw anything about that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we deal with that here though, right? Like, mm-hmm. So... I feel like that's not like a huge, like I wouldn't be, that's not the thing that I'm most concerned about if I were to go overseas. You don't think so? No, I'm more, I'm more worried about if that doctor is actually like thoroughly trained, like because of like the certifications and, you know, medical boards, they're all different overseas. So I feel like I'm more worried to see like, okay, did I actually find a legit doctor or surgeon or did I just find somebody who's like pretending to be? doctors or like but how do you, you know really like know? who or who just yeah i don't know that that worries me the most because i'm like how do i know that this is actually like state of the art you know like well well-known medical because like i don't know where your friend went but clearly she didn't really go somewhere that was like good <laughs> like because i feel like if you go somewhere good the that's that un that opened wound wouldn't have happened now, opinion. this wasn't my friend. This is somebody on YouTube. But oh, okay. I was like, that's your <laughs> best friend. <laughs> no, ma'am. Not that I'm aware of any of my friends have procedures, but if they did, right. you know, I'm here to listen. But how do you really know? And that video series that I was watching, they said that the, the plastic surgeon was saying that a lot of plastics, like cosmetic patients, prospective patients, are finding their doctors on social media. No. So that is their research. They look no. on social media. They see the before and after. They see their favorite influencer, celebrity, has gone to that doctor. They look okay. They're okay. So, boom, I'm setting up an appointment. I'm putting down my $10,000. That's so not how that should go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That doesn't sound intelligent at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like, how do you know what, you know, what board certifications are over there? And some organizations or authority boards are slow to discipline doctors. Mm. Yeah. And really any type of professional or like a lawyer or something, they won't disbar them, even though we've seen all these different cases where they messed up. So yeah. 
I would be nervous. Like, how you know for sure, for sure, for sure? Right. I love Google reviews. I love Yelp reviews. Right. And I only do like four stars and up. But sometimes you go to those places and I'm like, Mm-mm, this is not a four star and up place. <laughs> this, this is lower than that. So I know. I forgot you bougie. I forgot she loved. We tried to go out to eat, y'all. And she was like, I need four stars and above. (laughs) I was like, is that you? I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, no, baby. You don't see that three stars. She wants to go to like a 2.5 star place. You just asking for it then. I'm Why not, would I go to that? I'm not. Look. No. I, well, like I said earlier, though, with the malpractice thing, like, it's different. Like, people pay more for that insurance than they do overseas. So here, the doctors are, like, highly protected. Girl, they paying out the butt just to get that malpractice insurance because they're like, uh-uh, you're going you gonna to sue me for what? You know, like, they are right. locked and loaded. And the lawyers are willing to fight for them. And I'm I'm almost positive. I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I'm almost positive the doctors always win. <laughs> you know, that's how good that insurance is because it's like, uh-uh. They're but overseas, that's another story. I don't even know if they have malpractice insurance overseas. Lord knows. I, Lord, I hope they do. But how we already know it's difficult to sue somebody. Well, not according to our, our previous episode, but mm-hmm. like the entire process of actually getting somebody in court serving them, mm-hmm. going through all the trial and things like that. That is a difficult, expensive process. Yeah. So we think about somebody overseas, how do we serve them? What is the laws there? Do they come to America for you to to have a trial a case or you go over there? That's more money. Yeah, I don't know. You're, You're spending. Right. Right. Get a lawyer to translate. Uh, that mm-hmm. sounds messy. That and that's probably messy. why that late that the lady that you're talking about like that that got the BBL in Colombia. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you that there's been a lot of those stories, but none of them have ever really made a commitment to make sure that it doesn't happen to somebody else. Like mm. they might speak about it and they might be like, don't go here. But not everybody watches that girl's page. And so right. like, did she take any legal action? I don't know. No. Does anybody really take any legal action against these people? I don't know. Because even in the U.S., when you see people that get BBLs that are, like, under the table and they end up shoving some sort of weird substance up there that's not, you know, mm-hmm. ideal, then the, with, nobody really takes them to court. They're still... Well, they're still... you know what? I'm Again, going back to the series that I was watching, and that that's what they, what they were talking about where it wasn't BBLs, it was the illegal injections. Mm-hmm. There were two... I'm not sure where the other person's pronouns was. Individuals that were, uh, I don't think they were sued. I think they got criminal charges for that. And the first time that person only got a year for that. They got out and they did it again and somebody died. Of course. And I think they might have got like five years after that. That's it. Yeah. So six years total. Doesn't sound like a lot like to me. Causing for harm and, life. and killing someone. Yeah. Yeah. Illnesses <laughs> that are pretty much guaranteed is gonna happen from getting those butt shots. You can go to long you can go to jail longer for weed. <laughs> so exactly. Like, what? What? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm I'm not exactly sure what the legal recourse could be for this. Yeah. But let me see if there is any oh. There was a recommendation to to get travel health insurance, mm. 
that covers medical evacuation back to the United States. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought mean, that was smart. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like added, like like you said in the beginning, now it's all, start, now the costs are all starting to add up. Mm -hmm. like, okay. Is it really cheaper? <laughs> Is it really cheaper? Yeah, I don't know. Now I'm like, hmm. And you have to do, or you should do, like, a pre-travel consultation. You shouldn't just book online and say, you know, the first time I see this person mm -hmm. is when they're stabbing me with a knife. I think you should yeah. talk to them before, which is going to cost money. Right. To travel over there. But you so know, I don't know what? I saw, I think it was Aetna. I think Aetna is now promoting medical tourism really um, yeah they have like a spe specific i don't know what it's called i have to look it up but i did read it where did i read it i'm trying to look through the article like real quick i don't see it on here mm -hmm. but apparently etna is has something under under their their guidelines and they're even promoting medical tourism now wow. so this could be this could be something that we start to see more and more of and i feel like if if our health insurance is promoting it then maybe they have better resources for you to try to find like legit places to get this stuff done. So that's a that that's doesn't a plus. sound like that to me. That doesn't sound like that to me. You don't think so? <laughs> no, I think they're trying to save money and pocket the most. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I know, and that's not even me. I'm not that girl. But uh, I'm like, why would they be promoting that? more money, girl? They probably get more money. Yeah, they're probably getting a Someone's higher percentage them, by yeah. referring us out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if Aetna's doing that's a pretty big health insurance here. So if yes. Aetna's doing it, I'm sure at some point other things will start to, other uh, companies will start to promote that as well. Right. Which is yeah, because weird to me. Doctors may be asking for more higher reimbursement rates from health insurance companies. And they're like, well, I'll show you. I'm going to refer your patient yeah. to somebody in Turkey and they'll pay less money and we get more money that way. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because um, I don't I know it's not here, but I know that was it France? I think it's France that their doctors and nurses and stuff are on strike right now because of oh. their low pay. <clears throat> yeah, so I, I, mean, I can that. only imagine in the United States it's probably pretty similar, but. I think it's weird because we already spend so much money on healthcare in this country, health insurance alone, and and you're gonna instead of fixing that problem, you're like, well, why don't you go overseas? <laughs> like, what? what are you talking about? Why don't you lower your prices and then we can maybe stay in the country and do it? Like, you know, like that's weird to yeah. me. Questionable. I already think health insurance is like a, a scam. <laughs> it feels like it. It really does. Yeah. And I don't even know how it fully works. I'm not even going to pretend to be that person that's like, oh, I know the ins and outs of the healthcare system. But mm -hmm. I just, the math ain't mathin'. You know what I mean? Like, I yep. don't know why I'm spending all this money. The deductibles. Yeah. What's what? Like, not, so you're telling me the amount of money I spend each year doesn't go towards this amount of money like and now I have to keep paying out of pocket it's just it's just not adding up <laughs> something's yeah. wrong with this and it's a lot of money I it mean, is so you I wonder where it goes 
I wonder where it goes. I mean, I get I get it through my work, so this is nice. But even through mm-hmm. my work, I think I pay like a hundred something a month, which like is very very low considering what other people pay. But before mm-hmm. I got this nice sweet job where I had health insurance, I was spending like three hundred forty three dollars a month, and that was with like the the lowest option I could get. What is it like Whoa. silver, gold? I don't even remember the levels. But it was like the lowest option. And of course, when you get the lowest option, then it's the highest deductible. And it's right. like, well, when after you spend $5,000, then, mm-hmm. then we'll start covering stuff. And I'm like, what? Yeah, what? I'm weird. just going to the doctor's office once a year. What are you talking about? Like $5,000 my own. Right. It's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then you may never get to the do- deductible so then Never. you think about well, why do I have insurance and then it restarts every year yeah <laughs> you put a dent in it they're like all right another five thousand here we go <laughs> yeah, right let's reset the clock on yeah. that one and I'm I actually met my deductible last year and I was like yes right all this free stuff and they're like no actually there's another deductible and <laughs> you haven't met that yet I was like what <laughs> What do you mean? Lord, yeah, there's levels to this. Yeah, it's so stupid. Right. But I don't want this to turn into an insurance episode. Right. Uh, we I'm want to just saying. That's why a lot of people go overseas, you know? I mean, it's just yeah. it's so high here that if you could... Absolutely. Like, where, what country was it that I saw that they don't require... They don't have health insurance. And, you know, and I'm sure we'll get some people, some pushback because they'll be like, those are socialist countries. And that's okay. Cool. So what countries have free health care? England, Canada, Thailand, Mexico, India, Sweden, South Korea, Israel, many others. Yeah. So if I don't have to spend out the butt for some health insurance, health care. Okay. So that's what you mean. Yeah. They have free health care over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which we try to bring up periodically in the United States and they're against that. I'm for it. Yeah. If if that's where my taxes are going to, you already take out a lot of money anyway, so know, might right. as well be for the, <laughs> the good right. of myself and others. So, uh-huh. so I'm here for that. But yeah, so we want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Nutrient Sisters podcast. Share this episode with somebody you love. Maybe you're like me and did not know exactly what medical tourism means, or maybe you've had experience with that. We want to hear from you. We also want to hear what you guys think about this, these episodes that we've premiered this season. We want to know your thoughts on that. Please stop right now and rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you listen to right now that helps us out with discoverability. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Nutrient Sisters, one word. Check out our most recent YouTube video that we uploaded, reviewing the pink sauce. We hope to do some more in the future. And we want to hear what things you guys want us to review or, or make for content. But until next time, we'll talk to you in another episode. Bye.